This is the SFF Audio Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Jesse. I'm Anne. And welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Anna. Good. Anna is a man. Yeah, of course, Anne is a man sounds better, but Anna is the way that you actually should uh, pronounce my I'll name. Tr- I'll it's try and pronounce it. written like Anne. I will try and pronounce it that way. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we, we had you so, on last year, you were saying. Yes. I, I remember we had you on, but I didn't remember if it was last year or the year before. I uh, think it was last year in July when I got oh, the really? invitation from Jesse... I said to myself, okay, so he's just uh, planning on uh, inviting me once a year. Oh, uh, yes, that was the plan. <laughs> Every July, I start thinking about you. <laughs> thinking about podcasts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, we were talking before the show started about uh, how many blogs, uh, sorry, how many podcasts we're subscribed to. And, and one of the blogs that I'm always subscribed to is your, your blog because I get lots of good listening ideas out of there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very good to hear. So, yes, me too. You've been saying lately that uh, you've been pretty busy, so you uh, won't be as able to post as often. Uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I, I, I think it's a bad thing unless it, it's somehow going to benefit us later. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's a bad thing, of course, because I, I really would want to post more, but uh, I started a new job and it's taking... A, a tremendous amounts of uh, of energy, and my employer, a very very wise person, has uh, blocked uh, the entire internet in the offices. <laughs> so there is just no way during hours that I could take a peek at my blog or or uh, you know uh, write a letter in the uh, write a, a sentence in uh, in my. Uh, in my blog posts, yeah. and so everything gets postponed until the evening, and then I've got two young kids uh, that are just absolutely adorable and take up a lot of attention, and mm-hmm. after that, there's the missus, and I'm uh, <laughs> sitting with my wife here uh, on our uh, roof garden, and why, well, I just can't find the, the time. It's really down to a couple of minutes a day, and that's just not enough. To uh, to write even the short posts that I would uh, that I w- was usually writing, but it's I'm so happy that you're telling me um, you still get uh, ideas from my blog because um, what I've tried to do when I saw that my time was uh, running shorter and shorter was at least take uh, some kind of uh, um, slice from all the podcasts that I'm subscribed to take every day a couple of items that were uh, published that day and post them and say, okay, here are some listening ideas. This Mm -hmm. is what you have today in podcast from, you know, those 650 uh, podcasts that I'm subscribed to. And of course, I can't manage to listen to myself, but I can see some good uh, uh, titles and descriptions come by and say, hey, well, uh, I guess that a lot of the readers of my uh, blog might be interested and may miss out on this. And so uh, uh, that's what I'm posting. And that is something that I can do in about five to 10 minutes every day. Just, you know, mm-hmm. stick all that together, uh, put in the links and, uh, and, and a picture to make it look good. 
I would like to do more, and uh, but even that is an uphill battle. So I uh, I just published a, a blog post a couple of days ago and said, oh well, I'm so sorry, I can't keep up with it. I'm trying to still figure out how I can uh, do it. And uh, the the most amazing thing is that. Uh, some of my readers immediately uh, jumped in and started sending me guest posts. Oh, good. So I, I'm, good. I'm about to post many more guest posts than I, uh, than I have routinely done in the past five years. Well, if, if they're WordPress friendly, you might just want to give them permission to post it themselves and save you having to, you know, if, if they're trusted um, posters, save you having to actually do that little work yourself so that it'll free you up to do your own posts every once in a while. Sure. That, that mm-hmm. is uh, something that I uh, immediately offered to, to uh, several of them. Uh, but we're talking about people who are, uh, uh, who are just not very uh, comfortable with, um, with uh, the technical side of blogging and are actually uh, uh, they, they, they should be having their own blogs and would be much, <laughs> much, much better than, uh, than I am. Uh, but for them, it's an, an immense tr- threshold to sit down and, and somehow work their way through uh, um, through the, the the editor and then stick in the the links and all that stuff that is for me uh, just routine. So they sent me an email and I've got the text in there and then okay, so you know. Uh, well, maybe maybe we can uh, supplement you. Just you just do year one, once a year uh, podcast recommendations. Come on, <laughs> audio podcast. There you go. That'll, yeah. that'll help you a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, once a year, I, I, I think I can do more than that. I, can, <laughs> I, I think once a week is something that at least I can manage uh, even more than once a week. But I wanted, I so desperately wanted to, uh, uh, to publish twice a day. And that's, that's a little bit beyond reach. Well, why not just go 3G? You, know, you can 3G at lunchtime on your phone. Uh, maybe you can hook that up to your laptop. I have no laptop and no 3G How? telephone. Oh, How? Oh, well, we got to get you fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's talk about some specific podcasts. Um, you you yeah. have been managing to listen to some, Scott. Uh, you yes. Only got yeah, yeah before, before we uh, started a podcast, we realized what a lightweight I am compared to these other two fellows. But um, I forgot to mention that one of the things that I get from Anna's podcast uh, website are a lot of courses yeah and um so in my itunes U section because I, I do use itunes for my podcasts um usually i find something that um you point me to and then um i either like to listen to that or i find something else from the same university or something um one that i just downloaded but have not yet started to listen to is a course from yale on the american revolution um, by joanne b freeman and uh looks like there's 25 courses on there uh, about 45 minutes a piece. Yeah, this uh, is interesting because this is this is technically these aren't podcasts, right? Yeah, um but some of them are podcasts. Yeah, what do you think on it? You you mentioned some of them that are are they all podcast feeds or do you ever have to do manual downloads of your courses? Uh, well, there are a number of courses that uh, that demand uh, manual downloads, but uh, as to Yale, uh, these are all uh, available through feeds. Of course, mm-hmm. you have to go through iTunes U, uh, 
and I always recommend uh, my readers to uh, to uh, subscribe to iTunes U feeds as if they were podcasts. Mm-hmm. Because uh, afterwards, you have some uh, issues with uh, finding and and managing these files on your iPod, if you have uh, some of the earlier iPod uh, types. Yeah, it is odd that they're in a different section, because you you listen to them the same as you do a podcast. Um, So it would make sense if they showed up in your podcast section just natively. I think it's probably a marketing problem. You know, they're just trying to get people out of the... Out of the podcast section of iTunes, mm-hmm. I, I think that that they're trying to make it a separate feature. Yeah, in this exactly. particular course, I actually found looking at something that you recommended. I wish I could remember the name of it, but it was from Berkeley University. I went to Berkeley University, and they've got a really robust collection of courses uh, at Berkeley. And then somehow I ended up looking at something at Berkeley, and I ended up at Yale, and and then I found this class. Um, but I was really impressed with Berkeley's website that they... Yeah, uh, well, that's probably uh, one week ago or earlier than that that you've looked at it because the latest, hottest news from Berkeley is that they have completely revised this. And uh, uh, currently on their website, you can only find a handful of courses. It's quite suddenly that they have uh, uh, archived almost everything. Mm -hmm. And... um, this has uh, caused such a, a heavy public outcry oh, that dear. they are retracing some of I should these have, steps. Should have downloaded all the ones I was interested in because it was like, yeah, I'll come back and get have. these. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, as a consolation, uh, uh, a few more courses are available on iTunes U. Mm-hmm. So you just got to figure out where they sit in iTunes U, and then. Uh, see what the feed uh, URL feed is and then subscribe to them as a podcast and to do a little detective work yeah yes yes well you know it's 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 you, there's always some detective works with uh, with the better part well actually i mean you you've done the detective work for us in most cases right you put the feed in in there yeah um i'm looking at yeah. the at, that's, at the, that's my service I'm, yeah uh, I, especially these days that i'm that i'm not uh, writing so many reviews anymore at least i'm giving you three links i give you the link to the podcast i give you the link to the feed and i give you a link to uh, one of my earlier uh reviews so that you can get some kind of an idea about this podcast mm-hmm. so it's 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 a great service um yeah uh, no. And there's one. I've got two more. Um, oh, go for one it. of them that Anne also pointed me to was uh, BBC's Witness, and I've be- become a real fan of that podcast. Um, that that's a podcast. They're only about ten minutes long, and they come out a few times a week. And um, excuse me, guys. I'm sorry about that. And they come out a few times a week, and um, they're eyewitness accounts of um, historical events. Um, so modern, I would guess. Modern, yeah. Well, the, the one um, that caught my interest was Fermat's Last Theorem. It was a, uh, about the guy who solved this thing. And, uh, you know, just a little 10-minute story on, you know, an eyewitness account of that event. And um, some of the other recent ones are Operation Barbosa, Voyage of the Windrush, um, East German Uprising, um, the latest one that I have is Arthur Ashe wins Wimbledon, so very diverse. But um, I like it. And then the the Anything other one BBC is is usually pretty good if it's it's if it gets podcast. Uh-huh. A lot of their stuff isn't podcast still, mm-hmm. as far as I can tell. 
Yeah. And the other one that I've fallen in love with was uh, recommended by Luke Burridge, and that's the Tobolowski Files. Oh, right. Uh, really, really enjoying that one. I'm about five episodes in. I started at episode one. I'm actually on episode four, So, um, but I'm, I'm loving them. And I also did listen to the one that was um, spe- where he specifically talks about Groundhog Day. Right. Um, and I loved it. Yeah. So yeah, that was I'm a, really it's enjoying a storytelling that podcast. It, yeah. it, it's interesting because it, it seems to be like a, um, a sort of a conversation at the beginning and then it suddenly switches into an essay and you say, oh, what happened to that guy at the beginning who was talking, yeah, yeah. talking to him? <laughs> I think he must be making an audio book or something. I don't know. He must be. Because it, it, it feels like they're, they're not he's, – he's, he's performing lectures or performing mm-hmm. essays, you know. Right, right. Yep, but uh, those are the two that uh, I recently have started to enjoy. Okay. Uh, let's, let's talk about um, that technology thing a bit. You know, um, the iTunes use is their podcasts, but they're in a separate directory – uh, you could subscribe to them as a regular podcast, mostly, right? Um, here's something I, I've spotted very recently because I started doing it myself, and then I noticed uh, everyone else is doing it too. If you go to HuffDuffer and you you're adding things to your HuffDuffer feed, you can see what other people have added, of course. And if you look at the sources, uh, a new source for HuffDuffing is is your um, Dropbox. Or related uh, services, you know, where you... No kidding. Yeah, you've got a file and you want to have it on your iPod, but you don't want to, uh, you know, go through the hassle of of making it a, um, uh, you know, right-clicking and get info and switching, all that stuff. Just drag it into your, after, uh, your sorry, your Dropbox, make it a, a public file, take the link and... And that's you can huff stuff it, right? So I've been noticing a lot of people are huff stuffing uh, stuff that they put in their Dropbox, hmm. and that sort of breaks down the, the thinking behind what a like. I was looking at the definition of a podcast, and that's not what it, it says on the Wikipedia entry, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's something. I think I think there's something interesting in that if we can change. If if we are changing what podcasts are, uh, I think we are probably going to see a change in what what podcasts will be. You know, like each each medium is going to bring its own characteristics to it. And podcasting is not radio. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes radio shows are podcast, but the general thrust of podcasts, it seems to me, is not to be an identical version of radio. And so, what, what, what do you what do you guys think? I, I think this is going to be really interesting that people can put their own files into a Dropbox and then and make it a podcast and share it with everybody. Yeah, I like it. I think this is uh, this is just the the next logical step of uh, of podcast. I think uh, again, this is something that we've uh, discussed uh, before. What makes uh, a podcast significantly different from uh, from radio is that. Hmm. With a podcast, you decide uh, when and where you listen. And so it's only logical that the next step is, I mean, what is in or out of a feed is it's such a, a, a flimsy technicality. And, and with, with HuffDuffer, you have uh, this service that you can assemble any feed you like. So, of course, that's the next thing that people do. They just make their own feed 
and they make it public and uh, and it's for themselves or it's for their friends and it's it's just the logical step of anything that you see on the web anything of this modern media it's uh, it's it's all about uh, sharing it's all about uh, this continuous interaction with the listener and the listener saying what he likes and and uh, influencing what is being broadcast and eventually in a way broadcasting himself by rebroadcasting retweeting uh, saying like on facebook and then making something go viral it's exactly the same thing in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah it's the the um in, in a way those you know half stuff it button that half stuff it button is is saying like right mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> there isn't a way to vote down but there certainly certainly is a way to vote uh, you know up and yeah, um, I, th- I think it's more like a retweet. I mean, uh, yeah. uh, uh, retweet is something that's being done and cannot be undone. And it's either re-retweeted or it just, you know, it fizzles. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering, though, um, like, there, there seems to be still a, uh, a vibe in podcasting. I mean, uh, one of, you know, I think last year, I guess it was, when we talked to you, you, you were saying... Your Google reader, you keep it because you never know. In a couple of years, somebody might drop a file into that old feed that hasn't been, you know, it's you thought it had pod faded, but really they're just on an extended vacation. Um, yeah, that I, happens. Still. Yeah, uh, it did. It happened to me the other day. I was uh, from. I'm looking at it now. There was a podcast in 2008, and now there's one. Uh, there was one in 2010. Now there's one in 2011 on a, a very very specific podcast. This is this is the exact kind of podcast that shows you what a podcast is really about. Uh, it's called Dutch Treat, and it's it's a, a series quote quote unquote that analyzes and provides expert excerpts from audiobooks of Elmore Leonard. So this is the most specific kind of I, I can't think of. You know, there's there's Harry Potter podcasts and there's Twilight podcasts, but this is this is so narrowly focused. Not it's not just about Elmore Leonard books; it's Elmore Leonard audiobooks. And the the guy who's creating it is, you know, he's very narrowly focused. I, I can't imagine he's got thousands of subscribers, but that's, I just love that that sort of thing can exist. Yeah, well, you'd be surprised. Sometimes the most niche things uh, have uh, the most subscribers. It's a it's a world in which it's in which it's not good to be a generalist. I think. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the things that's um, amazing to me. You know, the decisions about what has been available to people and what's been on the air, quote unquote, has been decided by relatively few people. You know, and you go in there and you make your pitch and you say, I would, you know, I want to make this radio show that, that is this. And then they say, no, you know, we're not going to fund that. Well, that, that whole part of the equation is gone now. Yeah. And it's um, about you know, scarcity before. Yeah. And, and now they're talking to, you know, it's the same conversation that's going on in, in ebook publishing is, um, you know, about the publisher. You know, the publisher is deciding what gets published, right? And now, um, they're facing a possibility of not being relevant to what gets published because people are starting to go around them. But what that does, you know, it, it, it does allow a lot of things that are, um, 
not very good to be out there, but it also allows a lot of things that are very niche, like you said, to exist, that have a very limited audience, a very limited interest, yet, you know, it's worth it to the people that are doing it, and it's worth it to the people that are listening. It's 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 also like it makes me think of what I want you know what I do when I find a podcast that I like but there's some elements I don't like mm-hmm. I, I say okay I can see there's going to be a need for this technology very if if there isn't one already it's going to be needed soon you know there's a a podcast where they have a a story that begins at 42 minutes into the podcast and ends at 57 minutes in and then the rest is you know filler or mm-hmm. you know personal or whatever, and you you don't want any of that. You just want to be able to snip out that little part that you do want, and and make that a separate podcast feed. So that's uh, what I did very recently. Was I wanted to listen to a complete story that was separated by two podcasts and had music and stuff that I didn't want to have distracting me while I was you know moving around. So I dropped it, cut it up, and dropped it in my my. Uh, Dropbox, and then I, while I was looking in there, I found those other ones, and it's it's, it's some sort of technical limitation at the moment, but I can foresee, you know, some sort of Huff Duffer-like website where you can look at the files visually and grab and drag and drop and label and tag and all those things. It's yes. it, it's it's going to eliminate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a, a technology that is uh, certainly going to happen someday uh, that will add to this is if you, uh, once you have a kind of uh, Google search uh, possibility within audio files. Mm-hmm. It's... If, you, if you can uh, uh, search within audio files for certain uh, keywords and then get a snippet from, uh, you know, about uh, a couple of minutes around that where it's at or even get some kind of... Um, uh, visual, maybe even uh, uh, speech to text, to see uh, where the section starts and where it ends, and then you can uh, snip it out. Uh, yeah, of course, you know. Then, then that's going to be done on a large scale, and that would be the next step for uh, consumers uh, uh, producing podcasts. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get the sense that we could almost do it now. You, you know, if we upload to YouTube, you've got that new feature, the beta transcriber feature. Um, upload your podcast to YouTube, and then it outputs this beta version of the of the text, guessing at what you you have said on the podcast, and then you take that text and you out, output it and put it in your show notes as a as a workaround until that actual automated. Google search of audio comes. Yeah, I, I remember when I started my blog uh, uh, that I uh, was that I gained access to a pilot that was being um, organized by MIT, mm-hmm. and they had um, let's say twenty or a hundred lectures online, and uh, and they allowed for uh, a search within the lectures, mm-hmm. and and somehow they made me believe that. Uh, the the speech to text was going on on the fly. It was not that I was actually doing a word search within s- transcripts that were already available. What they were doing was take that search that you were that that query that you were sending to them, and then uh, throwing uh, the uh, uh, speech recognition 
throwing it into the speech recognition. Yeah, there, there was a... So they're working on it. There was a website called uh, Podscope, and it was out, in two, it's still there. It says copyright 2006. But it was a audio search, audio and video search engine by keyword. You just type it in, and it would search through the latest podcasts. And I, I don't know what happened to it, but we, we certainly do need it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I guess this is uh, pretty pretty complicated. Uh, yeah, we're we're not uh, programmers. I guess is the problem. Well, I I've been working for the past uh, fifteen years in the software industry. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I'm a QA man. I'm I'm just testing this stuff. I always right. say that programmers make it and I break it. But you know, it gives you a fair idea of how complicated the certain things are. Maybe maybe we can interest Jeremy Keith from Huffduffer in. Uh, in that as his next project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a pretty... Uh, but the, but yeah. the idea that the MIT was already working on this uh, several years ago uh, gives me the idea that it's, it is being tackled from uh, a couple of sides, and I'm sure that Google is interested in this and div- investigating it. So, uh, you know, that's just a matter of evolution. Yeah. It's going to be there. Yeah, it seems likely. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't we talk some specific podcasts? Um, uh, that uh, w- one of the one of the things that I I uh, I've noticed is that a lot more blogs are getting podcasts. Uh, I guess that they've always sort of done that, but like IO9 used to not have one. They they adopted theirs from from Tor. Uh, what's that? The Geek's Guide to the Galaxy, right? Um, so that seems to be a trend. Is is the blogs? Is it just PodPress allows people to add in this feature, and then and then they they add it in. It, it, I mean, that's what we did, right? We replaced, uh, not replaced. Yeah. We added a, a podcast feature a couple of years ago, and well, I, I got to tell you, you know, doing a blog, you know, I have a blog as well, you know, ribbits and trees, mm-hmm. and I go in and out of activity on it. But, you know, I'm always thinking about, yeah, I should do that on the blog. I should do this on the blog. And then um, I keep thinking, well, you know, it, it's, it takes the same amount of time now, almost, to just do an audio file and throw it in a feed as it does to find a picture and put it in the post and type it up and hit send, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very comparable. It may take a little bit longer still on audio, but it's so incredibly easy now that um, you start to wonder, well, why shouldn't I just make the whole blog a podcast of its own, too? Because right. the, the, the thing that I don't like about the blog is taking it with me, you know? I, I don't read a lot of blogs on my phone, but no. podcasts come with me all the time. I throw the headphone on, and I can walk. I can listen and walk at the same time, you know, which I, I prefer audio in almost every instance. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yes, me too. Uh, so. Maybe that's, that's your it. solution, Anne. Is uh, oh, sorry, Anna. Uh, maybe it needs to be a podcast. Yeah, uh, and people have been saying that to me for years, and I'm uh, I'm a little bit reluctant. <laughs> it would be a podcast about podcasts, which I guess this one is too. But yeah, this particular one. But that would be a specifically that would be a basically a podcast about podcasts. 
I, I, I don't. Uh, my problem is not that it would be a, a podcast about podcasts. I think that is just fine. That, uh, that those probably were uh, are the best podcasts. Like there are good books about books and uh, good television shows about television. There's really no problem with that. We're, it used to be a problem at the beginning. Looking at yeah. your own navel. Yes. Yes. But uh, uh, it's I'm I'm still a little bit reluctant to uh, uh, to start. I still feel that making a podcast is more uh, laborious than uh, writing a post. Well, yeah, and, and it may be, especially if you have to edit it in any way. Um, but on yours, I think it's better in print, actually, because well, for right now, until we can do the search, you know, I, I need to be able to look around on your site and find links to click on and. That's how I get to these things. If I was listening to you, then it would be harder on my end to find the things. Yeah, you so need a button to say, it's, it's subscribe a, to that podcast. Yeah. yeah, so it's a better uh, service the way uh, you're set up, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I think you're fated to to be a blogger for a while still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I certainly, I, I was not going to do exactly the same thing that I'm doing on the blog. Uh, it, it, mm-hmm. would, it would have to be something more of a lengthy discussion or more of a, uh, okay, what makes a podcast good? And then it would be a podcast for podcasters, whereas the, the blog is a blog for listeners. Absolutely. Um, well, let's, let's talk about that because I, I have some strong opinions and I'd, I'd like to hear some other ones because I, I don't think my opinions are good unless I, I hear an argument against it. Um, so what makes a, what makes a podcast good? I mean, in our time, right, is a podcast that really frustrates me. Uh, and also, um, I love it. It, it really frustrates me because they've got this deadline, right? They've got 58 minutes or whatever it is to, to fill. Um, and so the host, I, what's his name? I can't remember. He's Lord somebody. Melvin Bragg. Melvin Bragg, Lord Bragg. Uh, he's always... You know, yeah, yeah, but get on with it, right? He's like he wants he he's he wants to cover the whole topic, and some topics are too small for that show, and some topics are way too big for that show. So mm-hmm. I, I think that that's probably a radio problem rather than a, you know, it's 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 a it's a leftover from it's it being a radio show. Yeah. Uh, do, do you happen to notice? Um, there's a show called um, Speaking of Faith. But I, I think that they changed the name of it. Yeah, it's now um, it's on being. On being, okay. And w- when it was speaking on faith, so I, I haven't listened to it since it changed its name. But when it was speaking on faith, they broadcast or uh, podcast their uh, show feed, and then they also put the raw feed in there. So not only did you have the show, the one hour, the fifty-eight minute show. But then they included the raw interview, which uh, usually was ten minutes longer, you know, of stuff that they they took out, you know. But it was the raw feed, and that that was an interesting thing that they yeah, did. Yeah, uh, Spark, the CBC podcast uh, um, about technology, thing, te- technology and fresh ideas. They have uh, interviews that are extended, and they have a separate feed for that. They call that the the Spark Plus feed. Mm-hmm. And um, so Eric Rabkin, he he had a extended interview, and Robert J Sawyer. So you you can you can see that those raw those raw files are are becoming more common. 
um, mm. in in some shows at least. But I think I think you sort of have to have um, some financing uh, to get those because uh, I, On Being looks like a pretty um, it's uh, American public media, so it probably got they've got somebody who's being paid to do stuff like that. Yeah, and I would say so too. But it it, it seems that you know they have to pay someone to edit the show. And the raw feed would actually take much less effort, I, I would think, unless they had to pull something out of it. Um, but, you know, I, I commented on that just because it seems that they are using the podcast um, medium for a, a good purpose. They're saying, okay, we do have to constrain to 58 minutes on the radio, but here's our unconstrained. Um, you know, if we could, we'd give you 111 minutes <laughs> on this on this particular one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, and it's it's worth the time. Um, I think this is also how it started. Um, I remember that Speaking of Faith had an interview with Rachel Remen about three or four years ago. And uh, it was a wonderful show to listen to. And then they published the... Um, uh, it, it, in those days, it was still rare that they would uh, publish the uncut interview. And mm-hmm. they published it because there were so many more subjects that were discussed in the interview that didn't make it to the show and they were very interesting by themselves to listen to Mm -hmm. and I listened to that interview and it was uh, excellent I loved it and I wrote about it and I noticed that from that moment on uh, they started doing it more often so I'm quite convinced that many more listeners reacted to that uh, positively and then now it has become standard so mm-hmm. it started when they when they felt, oh my gosh, we had to cut this out, and it's actually quite interesting material. Uh, and 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 then people expressed their appreciation, and so it became standard. But I would argue that when you listen now to an uncut interview, any more average uncut interview, and to the show, the show is actually better. So this this is uh, an argument for. Uh, editing and this is something that I would like to uh, respond also to the more broader question what makes a good podcast a good podcast is that uh, a good deal of thinking has been uh, spent on the preparation and on the post-production you're getting a full-blown product and it is a mistake and, and some podcasts really mistake terribly with that uh, that they think well you know you can just you can just post anything we've got our regular audience and people love they they love what we're doing and uh, so uh, it's all just fine and then you have people rambling on or you just have a show that is badly scripted and and the whole um uh, arc of a suspense is completely wasted and uh, the kind of um criticism that you expressed about in our time is actually pointing that also while uh, of course, radio is uh, mostly uh, uh, the product of superb editing because you have large staffs and very professional people doing that. But what they cannot add is uh, is, is the kind of freedom that podcasts have, and especially uh, in our time, which is also a live show. That's right. Yeah, of course, and they have to finish it. Well, you said fifty-six minutes. Well, the the truth is, they have to finish it in forty-three minutes. Oh, really? So that you're you're already you're you're even pressed when you think you have to finish in five, fifty-six minutes, and and then they uh, they just waste it from time to time, and that's yeah. because you no, know, you have to. For a good product, 
you have to prepare. And of course, there is something of the magic of the moment of the live program that you cannot uh, script, that you cannot uh, put into, uh, in, into action. And there are, um, there are podcasts uh, in the, uh, oh, that collection of uh, stuff you should know. No, uh, what's it called? Uh, st- interesting stuff about history. That, that really pisses me off. I cannot listen to that podcast because they've got two people uh, talking as if it is a natural conversation. And then they have this wonderful, uh, exciting moment of, did you know that this happened in the year 1453? Get on. You know, this is scripted and you can hear it and, and, and don't insult my intelligence. I can I cannot stand that. So this is very delicate. And if you work on the live uh, thing, then you really should do the live thing. But uh, when you edit, it has, you have to, to edit. And no matter any which way you take it, but it has to be very, very professional. You have to do it with a lot of attention and, uh, um, and, 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 and a critical uh, look at yourself. And then it is very hard if you want to expand from that uh, what is going to make for a good podcast because sometimes people surprise me with something that on paper would not work that well mm-hmm. like for example um, uh, the origins of oh let, let me do a quick search here origins uh, you know Europe from its origins Europe from its origins is a history podcast with a guy who has a rather monotonous voice and he has very long sentences and it's quite a complicated um, idea that he's going to present about history. So normally when you listen to that, you would say, oh, no, this is not a good podcast. This is a podcast only for people who are very, very interested and well introduced in this uh, subject. And somehow this guy is captivating and, he's, and it's, a, it's a splendid podcast. Hmm. I'm going to check that one out. Yeah, and it's a podcast with visuals that is one of the very few that, uh, that I'm ready to sit down and really go through the visuals because usually uh, you don't miss much if you miss no. a couple of the slides. But this guy, this is a, the perfect slideshow and maybe because it's, it's such a perfect slideshow, it has to be this very, very calm tone of voice. Hmm. So... Um, Sometimes you're surprised what makes for a good podcast, but you you have to give it some thought. You have to be really uh, sure of what you're doing and and then finish it off properly. So uh, I I noticed you posted about Scott's new podcast um, with Julie. Uh, A good story is hard to find. Um, How did you come across that one? Was it just visiting the website, SFF Audio? Um. It was either that or uh, because I also keep track of uh, Forgotten Classics. Ah, yeah, yeah. She, she does talk about it on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, yeah, you, you must be yeah. – yeah, I think you're posting about the, the, her reading of Genesis, right? Yes. On Forgotten Classics. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful adap- – uh, not adaptation, translation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and by the way, when you're talking about something that works surprisingly well uh, on podcasts, here is something that she's doing, and she, she had some uh, reservations about it herself. She's trying to read this text 
of Genesis in the uh, translation of Robert Alter, and it is filled with footnotes. Right. And so what do you do with the footnotes? And what she's doing, she's reading the whole chapter, and then she's reading the whole chapter again with the footnotes. And when you think of it in advance, you say, that is probably a very bad idea because you're getting the same text twice. But somehow this works really good. It's like a, and, and it's, she, it's she a second reflection. Yeah. yeah. And that's just, you know, because it works. And, and, and she tried and she worked and she really, really, really tried to somehow get the, the footnotes into the podcast because you need to have the footnotes with a, a complicated... A text like this and uh, this is how she's done it and it's good mm-hmm. and it's fascinating absolutely fascinating uh, one podcast I notice you don't post much about which I, I think is a real shame and maybe maybe you have been and I've just been missing it but I don't think so um, is the CBC podcast called Ideas it's uh, hosted by Paul Kennedy you know this one yes I know it um, they did one I uh, was it? It says June thirtieth, but that must be a re rebroadcast. Uh, what's called one hundred four Paul Mall, and it's a it's a, sort of a history of of um, the Reform Club in London. That's the 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 actual um, club for I guess what would be called liberal members of Parliament uh, in the nineteenth century, and it, it's the it's the place that um, that Phileas Fogg leaves leaves on uh 180 days or 80 days uh around the world uh from it's it's like a famous club right yeah. the englishman's uh, uh, englishman's club and it's just a beautiful piece of um of radio but it it's also a wonderful podcast and i i started seeing other people had posted about that as well uh that that uh there was another podcast about 104 Paul Mall as well and um, I just th- I was thinking that that's when you um, maybe why, why aren't you posting about that one ideas? It's um, well because the few times I listen well I haven't listened to it a few times I have a couple of times listened to it really wanting to post about it mm-hmm. and I, somehow I was put off by it being somehow too pretentious or. I was put off a couple of times, mm-hmm. and uh, so I try to keep an eye on the feed, and and tr- and I was actually looking for a good moment to uh, post about it when they were uh, somehow tackling a subject that maybe they would not be so pretentious about, <laughs> and. I am so uh, surprised by what you're saying because it it would suggest that they sometimes have historical subjects and this I missed out on it. It looks like they're constantly on on either a philosophical subject and I give it a try and I have not yet been caught by it. And sometimes it is about uh, uh, a subject that is a little bit of uh, uh, what is happening in politics right now and... I feel that I am. I have too much of an international audience. That especially if it's too specific for either Canada or North America, I'm not too sure if if that is. They really, do. Really they do do occasional, you know, all Canadian episodes. But a lot of it is is, is basically the same sort of stuff you would get on on um, Untitled Opinions or on um, 
on uh well entitled opinions is a pretty pretentious show also it is it that is that guy is 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 uh, if he was it's the so most good, pretentious show involved. ever yeah i mean the show is called entitled opinions come on yeah <laughs> uh but on the other hand i i can't uh, it's it's um it's as it's uh an entertaining version of a of a lecture Right? It's it's just a lecture uh, that's done as a radio show, um, and that's that can be true about uh, ideas. But they they do ones on books, hist- you know, lots of historical, religion, um, philosophy, and uh, and then there's there's like economics. Uh, that's they have every year. There's like a lecture series and different subject. And some, I mean, they've had. They've had all sorts of ones that I've had no interest in at all, but um, it's definitely something you should keep keep your eyes on because there oh, is I'm, some great am, stuff. I Check out that one, one hundred four Paul Mall uh, about the Reform Club. It's it's just a it's a it's like a, a a very insightful slice into English history because it's it's talking about how how the club has changed over the years since it was created and what the purpose of its creation was and. And how you know the people who've who've, who've uh, been members uh, have affected the world? It's a pretty amazing little insight uh, into into English history, and I guess world history because of that. There's the movers and shakers, what they're doing. Yeah, it's a, check that one out. Yeah, but it's 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 getting more and more difficult i think for uh, many podcasts to capture my attention uh, like i said uh, uh, when we started this uh, this show i'm i'm following uh, over 600 feeds and uh, so i'm i'm wading through titles every day and it's really difficult for uh, for something to stick out huh. and uh, so I, I make very 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 quick decisions and somehow uh, ideas has a uh, a little bit of uh, uh, um, uh, a point down. <laughs> with okay. Me. No, I, I I think I think that this is um, this is perhaps the most dangerous thing about uh, about a syndicated pod- podcast because as opposed to you know selecting selecting curating your own episodes like you can do on Hopdupper, is that when people put in a bad episode, it turns you off and makes you not want to come back, and. That seems to be pretty common. I mean, I, I know we've done uh, episodes I'm less proud of than than ones we've done that I'm I'm very happy with, and yeah. um, part of that is you know you we don't we don't like to throw away things, you know, yeah. uh, and and maybe that that curation is what is what uh, I appreciate about your website is because you are willing to say no, this is no good. I'm not talking about it anymore. Uh, and there... well, it is of course something that comes with reviewing as well. I, I've I've listened to so many podcasts that uh, there are things that put me off that probably were uh, not so putting off for other people. I suppose that someone who is a reviewer of uh, of restaurants is uh, he's going to get a very very good steak and is bored by it because you've had so many steaks. Right. You get a, a vampire novel, yeah. and you're very bored of that because every goddamn book you get is a vampire novel, these <laughs> <laughs> yeah, zombie or what have you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Some let me tell you. Uh, let me give you a good uh, uh, idea. And yeah. It's not mine. It's uh, it's uh, something I picked up from uh, uh, Julie Davis's blog. She was uh, recommending a, uh, a audiobook um, from LibriVox, mm-hmm. the a Mystery at Geneva, oh. an improbable tale of singular events, and that was one. And I do not listen to my, many. Uh, uh, of such uh, podcasts that uh, tell a story, but this one, I just I, I ran through. It's it's about thirty uh, short uh, podcasts. Yeah, four hours. I, just, I, I think I've I've listened to this in in two days. Wow, mm-hmm. it was it was it was so so, so much fun. It's about a, a, a very simple mystery story that that happens in Geneva in um, in somewhere in the 1920s during a session of the League of Nations. And what is m- so charming about this uh, story is that uh, the the writer Rose McCauley has somehow captured the uh, the hypocrisy and the uh, silly idealism that evolves the League of Nations, and you can easily replace this with the United Nations, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, it's, it's, a re- it's a real jam. I would recommend anybody to listen to this. I'm subscribing mm-hmm. as we speak. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that must be in her, uh, her latest show, because I haven't heard that, that uh, I recommendation yet. I don't think she yet. has mentioned it on the show. I've oh, really? One of her blogs. Ah, well, she's got like so many. In the passing, it was really in the passing, and and you know, uh, like I said, when you're following uh, uh, six hundred podcasts, and in addition, I'm following a number of blogs. Uh, I'm wading through titles so quickly every day, so it's 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 amazing how uh, somehow she managed also with a few words to capture my attention and say, "Hey, I gotta give this a try." Mm. So uh, how how is it that uh, are you is that the majority of of your way of finding new podcasts because I I know the ones I've talked to you about in the past have have shown up in the feed uh your your blog feed and and that that makes me think that you're finding them not through iTunes at all and not through any of the directories that are out there but just by word of mouth and and uh and links on blogs is is that so yeah, uh, a lot of blogs. Uh, is not and, uh, where you uh, find and my readers who send me mails with uh, recommendations. Right, right. Um, so going back, we we were talking about the extras. One of the shows that um, that puts uh, its extras in in their feed is um, the television shows like um, uh, Real Time with Bill Maher, the HBO show. I, I'm not sure this is available internationally. I think. Some, sometimes it's it's no, not available um, outside of uh, the U.S., but uh, they put their their pre-warm-up segment, I guess the jokes before, you know, to warm up the audience, they put that in the feed. And they also have a, uh, a uh, I guess it's um, overtime, they call it. It's a, a few minutes after the show is aired. It's a live show, so they take questions from the audience and then they put that in the feed as well this is a very innovative use of uh of podcasting but what i also think is interesting is they don't bother to put the video it's just the audio from the television show in the feed and this is the same with six the 60 minutes podcast 
CBS's yeah. 60 Minutes. I wish, I, I wish I'd do that with The Daily Show. Yeah, absolutely. It needs to be a podcast because of just little, you know, they've got those those extra long interviews that they put on the web. Well, that unless it's in the podcast feed or if it's available as an MP3 file or M4A file or M4B file, I can't get it. Mm-hmm. So um, this this trend of putting television shows in in a podcast feed. What do you think about this? Because I, I mean, that's that seems to be the way more and more people are interacting with television as well is making it uh, either through DVR or um, or through torrent, making their their picks by picking rather than watching. It's doing for radio. Uh, doing for television what it did for radio, podcasting. First of well, all, I wasn't aware that this happened. Oh. I, I did not know that there are audio podcasts from television shows. Yeah. That's entirely new. Oh, well, um, so the 60 Minutes one, they, they, for, a lo- for a long time I couldn't understand. I, I thought it was an unofficial feed, but, um, you know, that that's happened with many radio shows that, weren't podcasts, radio dramas, etc. They make an unofficial feed for it. Some fan does, but this is an official feed. It's got a really terrible ad at the beginning for their their app, their sixty minutes app. Now, but um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I think sixty minutes is a can be a, a great program, and I don't have time to watch it. But I know I, I know that uh, NBC here in the United States they've got um, a panel show called Meet the Press, mm-hmm. and it. They have an audio feed and a video feed for that show. And then um, MSNBC, um, like the Rachel Maddow show, is also available both ways. Hmm. Um, But the one show that I get via podcast that I wish was audio is Morning Joe. And um, I catch that's a podcast that I catch every single day. Um, That's how I watch that show. But unfortunately, it's uh, about. 30 minutes long, it's just a piece of the show, and it seems like they just kind of pick and choose what they want to put in it. Um, but I would much prefer the whole show just on audio. Um, uh, but Morning Joe is a news politics show. Um, oh, well, with I'm video, not sure how long it's on in the... With video a, podcasts, what show. I just do is I just let it run in my pocket. You know, the, the yeah. screen's on and it's running in my pocket. But it is a waste of battery. And, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so... Uh, it, it would it 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 should be an option, right? I, I, yeah, and I'm not sure why they don't give you that option on that one. But that the same company is providing both um, on iTunes on on the shows that I just mentioned. There's video and audio. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, there there there's a couple of examples of sort of going the other way. Do you, you know about the Ricky Gervais show that HBO was putting out? This is. Uh, a podcast that Ricky Gervais did uh, with, I guess, a, a couple of his friends, and uh, it was an audio podcast. And what they ended up doing was turning it into a, a television show by animating the the stories. That oh, really? Told. This is like on Gervais on philosophy and yeah, that's right. Those ones, yeah, yeah, I've heard a couple of those, and they're 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 entirely humor based, right? There's no mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no knowledge being learned here, but uh, it's it's entertaining stuff. And and the thing is, is I, I saw the show and I was thinking, why would anybody watch this? It's it's just audio, and then they've got the video, uh, you know, the the cartoon recreation. It's it's uh, I guess. 
uh, people watch television in a more casual way. Oh, maybe not. Uh, podcasting seems to me, it, it seems to be we pay a lot more attention to it. Or maybe mm-hmm. maybe that's not true. Maybe maybe some people, you know, watching the Twitch shows, the uh, This Week in Tech shows, those are so many of them, they just put it on and let it run in the background. But I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I think I think there's huge, vast swaths of podcasting that we know nothing about because we're focused in on a, a few little areas. Um, is there is there any way of finding out how many podcasts are up and running still? I'm sure that uh, if you were to get a count from iTunes, how big their directory is, you'd you'd get a fair idea. Because I think anybody who's making a podcast is making an effort to get in into iTunes. Uh, maybe except for uh, some uh, lecturers that just put their audio online for their students and really do not give it a thought that there might be uh, a wider audience that is interested. That's right. That's true. Um, that actually, that reminds me that um, that's one of the things I was, uh, I was talking to... Uh, professor very recently on the podcast and i was i was telling him he should make his his uh classes uh uh podcast um he seems to think that there might be some problem in 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 intimidating the audience right so that the 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 teaching might or the the learning might suffer by having people be afraid of um be intimidated about being recorded uh but there are so many great lectures that I've heard through iTunes U and uh, and just regular podcast feeds by other professors that makes me think that it can be got around. Yeah, yeah maybe. It, it uh, seems these days know, students are used to it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're not exactly recording it themselves. Say. I was <laughs> just going to say students are living such different lives now um, from when I was a student. I mean, uh, you know, a, a large portion of their lives is very public now. When were you a student? <laughs> um, I'm 43 years old, so uh, graduated college 1991. That's that's when I started going. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, that's not true. I started. That's the last time I was regularly in school, but I've taken courses and things since then. But um, but yeah, the you know the the internet at that time. Uh, was not an issue, <laughs> and now you know everybody's got Twitter, uh, Facebook, or whatever, and um, there's just a, a portion of their lives that are public in a way that um, mine never was. Well, you, you know, the, what I'd like to see is the uh, you know those there's this device where you have students uh, they they have a, a pen that records what they're writing, and it mm-hmm. can record both what their their notes are and the audio, the ambient audio. Um, so that they can uh, listen to the lecture again to study for the exam. Those should come with automatic podcast feeds. I'd love to just <laughs> sort through that and find the different courses that are out there because um, whenever whenever I find a good professor, I want to listen to everything that Dave, he or she has um, put out, and that'd be a great way to get it. Yeah, if you if yeah. you have to rely on you know the the teacher putting it up, that's just another. Uh, stop so an automated feature like that that'd be that'd be a selling feature for me yeah i don't see why a person couldn't write an app in which you could record some podcast opening 
and a podcast closing, and then um, at the press of a button, record a podcast, and then when you stop recording, have it attach the beginning and the ending and post it. Sounds sounds like a good project, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's certainly doable. I would say. Yeah. Well, I, it seems it seems to be that the tech. Technology can do almost anything when it comes to uh, computers, right? We can do almost mm-hmm. anything we can imagine. It's just whether it's it's going to be feasible at the moment or not. But but the hard the hardware is getting out there so that people, you know, you've got a microphone built into your your phone. Um, you can record uh, uh, lectures. You can record conversations. You can record anything you like. Um, and I think the the people get really hung up on the video. You know that it has to be a video, but uh, a lot of the YouTube that I see, you know, the video is really crappy. It doesn't even need to be there. Yeah, yeah well, and, and you're I'm... saying that, but uh, uh, no matter how right you are, uh, I've been spending uh, a lot of uh, conversations with people about uh, podcasts. I've, I've run uh, recently. I've run into really scores of people. Mm-hmm. who express the need for the kind of content that I say, look, this exists, it's out there. And if, if you find it hard to find, just read my blog. <laughs> Only my blog would be uh, giving you too much that you can uh, handle. And then mm-hmm. when you push a little bit more, what I have found, it, almost invariably, the people say, yeah, but that's audio. That's boring. They have oh. a mind. So many people have wow. a mindset that if there is no visual, it's not, it's not real media. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing because it's uh, like we said earlier, we prefer audio anytime because you can do something simultaneously. And you look at the videos, you look at many of the recorded lectures that are on iTunes, you What's the bloody mm-hmm. use of looking at someone talking when you can hear yeah. him and, and those measle, meager slides in the background that are barely uh, intelligible, you can do without them because as much as it's being said about it, gives you a fair idea of what is written there. It, it, it's, it, give it audio. It's easier to handle. It's cheaper to, uh, to store. But no, it's, it's got to be video. Yeah, and that, that's something that's that I was... I was struck by that. Um, the, the first time that I think I honestly realized how much more powerful audio is to me is um, when the Pope John Paul II died. Um, I don't know if you remember Father Roderick from, uh, was a Catholic insider? He did a series of broadcasts from, or podcasts, not broadcasts, but podcasts from the um, Vatican, um, you know, in the conclave and during all that stuff. And how much, you know, I could, I could watch on TV the news stories about what was going on there, and then I could listen to Father Roderick talk for like 45 minutes while he's in the crowd, milling about, explaining what he's seeing and things like that. And um, it was just so much more intimate. Um, I, I thought it was more powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why. It, it, you know, I think maybe TV, you know, you have a square window. But maybe on audio, when your mind is filling things in, maybe it's it feels more expansive. But, well, I think uh, I think it might. You know, you could have done the same thing on radio, and it wouldn't have been the same. There's something about the way podcasts are set up. It is. Um, I guess I guess it's not true with you know shows like 60 Minutes and and uh, Real Time, where you know they they've got an audience and 
they're they're cutting you know editing it all together but but a a program with a single you know host or even an intimate conversation between a couple of people um it is extremely powerful mm-hmm. there's something there's something that doesn't show up in that you know if you put it on the radio it doesn't it's not the same thing it's it's something like they're talking right into your ears rather than they're talking uh to a room full of people who might or might not be listening mm-hmm. something though in the way it's set up right, right in the intention yeah but I, I sure enjoy it more and uh father roderick did a whole series of things you know where he he'd go to rome and explain where he's at or or uh i forget what country he's from <laughs> holland i think and uh you know just describing he called them sound seeing tours and uh i enjoyed him very much that that was sort of a trend for a while in yeah. casting and I, I don't know of anybody that's doing that right now no i he's, i think it's not. sort of matured out well, one of the one of the tragedies is is that he is one of those who said you know hey i really trying to push video and I know he did some video. I don't know what he's doing right now. Um, well, it, does he do still do daily breakfast? Maybe I haven't listened to that for a while, but um, that's a little half-hour show he does almost, or he used to do most mornings. But but uh, I sure loved Catholic Insider. Uh, I don't think Scott. I don't think you listen. You've ever heard uh, the Philosopher's Zone, but I, I noticed that was one uh, Anna you had put on your your recent. I think you did a recent post recommendation or something on that. Is that one you listen to generally? Or is it just no, topic I, by topic? That's topic by topic. It's uh, it's it's very typical for many many philosophy podcasts that I'm uh, I'm very closely monitoring them, but I'm very picky about uh, when am I when I'm going to sit down and actually listen to this uh, to them. And this one uh, that I recommended today is about uh, Wittgenstein. And uh, when I was trying my PhD and miserably flailing at it, uh, among others, I was trying to understand Wittgenstein, and That's I got the completely lost, completely <laughs> lost. And so, uh, a, every time there is a podcast about Wittgenstein, they say, "Okay, maybe now I'm going to understand." <laughs> uh, they seem to have some trouble with that one. I think. Yeah, he's he's not an easy to understand philosopher. Ah, forget about <laughs> Wittgenstein. Talk Heidegger. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> that is something nobody. You guys, you guys talking about that makes me think of that uh, Monty Python song with the Bruces. You guys, how you doing, Bruce? Hello, <laughs> Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Wittgenstein was a beery swine, and High Digger was a boozy beggar, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how much I know about those. Well, I, I just I think it's wonderful that that uh, and strange, wonderful and strange that. Uh, Radio National has a a whole show devoted to philosophy. It's like having a whole show devoted to mathematics. You know, uh, there was the BBC um, brief history of mathematics, but that wasn't that wasn't like a series that went on for years. That was a you know limited series, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a good series, but I, very good. Can you imagine? Can, can you like there? Uh, you know, there's uh, the CBC one called Tapestry, which is. I guess about spirituality and religion, that sort of thing. Um, that's that's something that everybody sort of knows about, and you can imagine being on the radio. I mean, a lot of radio is about religion. Um, you know, there are religious radio stations, etc. But 
a public radio broadcaster that has a show that continuously runs philosophy for like at least four or five years. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I don't know if I, I don't know of any other one in the world that that does that. And I, I just <laughs> I really appreciate that all those uh, Australian taxpayers are 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 making my day better. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So well, the- it's, it's, it amazes me uh, in general how many podcasts there are about philosophy. Somehow, philosophy is uh, is a is a good uh, subject for for podcast. And and I think philosophers like mathematics. To talk. It is apparently not. I think philosophers like to talk. And, oh yeah. And so yeah. it's just a natural fit. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> but uh, you should you should try the podcast a partially examined life. I've and seen you that get one. It for two hours straight. Wow. <laughs> and when a- uh, when you've listened to that, you're you're going to appreciate a lot more something like philosophy bites that they managed to cramp it down to fifteen minutes. There's the, <laughs> there was a new one. I I don't think I've seen you. If you have mentioned it, it's uh, it's um, the history of philosophy with no gaps. And he starts at the beginning of uh, of the history of philosophy, and he's he's going through from the very beginning. He says he's planning to go straight to the end with no gaps, covering every philosopher and every philosophy. And I'm thinking that's impossible, <laughs> even if he tries. And I, I think he's I think he's still in the pre Socratic. Uh, he might be out of the pre Socratics, but he, he's been working on it for a while. Hmm. It's a it's a it's an ambitious uh, target, you know. Um, there's one podcast from Canada that it's a history podcast, and I'm sure and uh, Anna that you will find it very very much too specific to Canada, but uh, it's a great podcast. Anyways, it's actually a radio show as well, uh, but out of a private or if it is a public radio station, it's a independent one. Um, it's called the it's called Today in Canadian History. And um, it's a very well-put-together podcast. It's got an interview at the core of each one. It runs about five to ten minutes. And they put out, they put out one every day for the last year. Uh, I think with a couple of breaks um, for, you know, Christmas or something like that. But it's, it's like a um, – tells you what happened on a day in Canadian history on that day. So uh, June sixth podcast was D Day, right? Um, and uh, any any uh, interviews that they find they 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 talk to either people who were there involved, kind of like witness, I guess, or um, they talk to people at the museums, the archaeologists. They talk to whoever, whoever's written a book on the subject. It's a a really great Canadian history podcast, and I I I just find that amazing because. There aren't that many uh, history podcasts that are about Canada. So uh, there's lots on, you know, history of England and history of the United States, uh, thousands. History according to Bob, didn't he do a whole separate series on the Civil War that never ended, covering every single battle? <laughs> I actually yeah, well, uh, b- b- uh, history according to Bob is never ending, so <laughs> anything he does is never ending. I haven't checked that one out in a while. I no, think I he was either. just doing so many uh, American Civil War it needed to be a, sep- a separate podcast. But um, 
That that's actually the that's the one that got me started on um, history podcasts. Scott pointed that one out. You sent me a, uh, I think you you sent me the file of um, one on Viking chainmail or something like that. <clears throat> that was years and years ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Yep. And uh, and then he did he did an amazing series on um, on uh, the um, invasions of. Uh, Mexico, the conquest of Mexico. That was just amazing storytelling, right? Astounding stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't listened to that one for a long time myself. Yeah, well, he's one of the uh, the pioneers of history podcasts. You know, he started a long time ago, and it's amazing that he's uh, managing to keep up. And uh, when you were man- man- uh, mentioning uh, today in history in Canada. I remembered another uh, pioneer. It's uh, Matt Dettillo with oh, Matt's right. Today in History. That is one that has been running since, I don't know, 2005, 2006, Ow. something like that. It's, uh, I'm, I'm looking it up now. He, he's, he's reached his uh, 452nd uh, episode. He so used to, he he used doing to uh, broadcast every day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tunguska! I'm not, I'm not sure that's uh, what if he's still doing that. I'm going to have to uh, that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, uh, History According to Bob just uh, has a new episode today called Medieval Commune. Well, uh, don't be surprised. Uh, uh, Bob uh, Packett is producing podcasts everywhere. <laughs> he has been doing it. He hasn't stopped. And I'm quite sure that Bob Packett was... Did you know that his wife is a is a high tech uh, person? She just bought him a, a laptop and a and a microphone ten years ago and said, "You go podcasting. I don't want to hear these stories anymore." <laughs> not stop uh, talking. That's great. I love it. It's 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 funny. Um, it's, uh, people uh, people seem to sort of make a quasi living from podcasting. I know, uh, uh, you know, we had Dan Carlin on, and and his his latest one was five hours. Did I tell you this, Scott? Five hours and uh, five and a half hours was the latest podcast. That's me. That's an audiobook, right? Yeah, yeah. That is a short audiobook. But if you take it with the the previous four episodes, which uh, oh, you're talking about the Death Throes of the Republic. Yeah, Death Throes of the Republic. Okay. Five and a half hours, a final episode. That's, mm-hmm. that's audiobook length. I I had to sync my iPod, now I'm going to have to... I didn't finish it. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't, uh, couldn't fit it all on there. I have to go in and modify the file. Wow. It hasn't been finished. <laughs> yep. I didn't realize that this last... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm looking at it now. Five and a half hours. It's one of the longest He's podcasts. really, really exaggerated this time. I... I fell out of this death throes of the Republic. It was going on for too long. He, he really needs to learn. To That's what he was saying is he, he has to get it over with because it's, it's, there's just so much there. And, um, well, the good news is he'll be able to move on. Um, <laughs> you hope. Well, I mean, the, the thing is, is I even want him to move on because I, I'm a big fan of Roman history, but, uh, there, there's got to be at least five or six podcasts just about Roman history, and they all sort of want to talk about this era, yeah. you know, the transition between um, between the Republic and and the early Empire, and 
honestly, that's too much. We we need some um, some more uh, Sumerians or something for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, not yeah. just that. It, it's also an example of uh, no matter how great a podcast you are, and Dan Carling, I think I, we all agree is 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 brilliant. Yes, but he mm-hmm. has to understand that. He has to narrow it down. What what are you going to say? I mean, he really needs to sit down before he's even beginning to write the show. What is my punchline in one sentence? And then work to that sentence and, and then cut all the nitty-gritty details away that, you know, oh, wow, this is what I found out during my research. When I did some uh, uh, creative writing, uh, my, my teacher taught me the first thing you need to learn is to kill your own darlings. Mm-hmm. And that's what uh, Dan Carlin needs to do. I'm really sorry. I'm not going to go through five and a half hours of uh, death throes of the Republic. It's going to be the death throes of me. Come on. It's, it's pretty long. Uh, it, it, it is. Yeah. But I think, I think he's learning. He's learning his lesson from that one. Um, he, uh, what did you think of the ghosts of the Ost front? That was the last big one that he series. He did. That was an hour and a half each or so. And that yeah. went for four episodes. I, I thought that that was actually pretty powerful. Yeah, I remember talking to him about that, and and uh, I said, "Well, this is excellent." I think it was the second show that that was really, really, really top notch. Mm-hmm. And then I said to him, "Really, come on, and you have to make a third. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, he had to finish off the the narrative. It, yeah. the, the story wasn't over yet, but uh, that one was like six hours." Four and a half hours. Yeah, it's a, I think, I think that he was could, a lot. I think he can, you know, put them together and market it as an audiobook. I, it's not yeah. the thing is, is it's not an audiobook, right? It's it, whatever it is he's doing. It's 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 not something that's ever been done before, as far as uh, as far as I'm aware. Um, well, a lot of people are trying this. It, what, what he's doing, he's 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 perfecting the art of the monologue, and he's very good at it. Yeah, he's amazing at it. But um, you know, it, it, I guess it's he—he's he, bringing what he did on the radio for so long to to podcasting, and that the, the common sense show is that one of the ones you've, you're subscribed to, Scott. The Dan Carlin's Common Sense. I am Common Sense. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I find that that one doesn't date well, right? <laughs> when no, I, it's it's not. Yeah, that's a, when that's a I'm, cur- current events. Yeah. yeah. So when I'm I'm interested in knowing, uh, you know, what's going on in U.S. politics, foreign affairs, the how the empire is developing, etc. I want to hear what Dan Carlin has to say because um, it helps me put put some of my own thoughts in perspective. Uh, but when we talk about something that was, you know three weeks ago, it's a little bit less interesting. Now, I think that there's probably some historian that's going to want to go through those, but as a as a, uh, a person living in the present time, I I don't see a lot of value in it. I want to go back to the real history. Once once it's past its current, you know, its weekly due date, I want to go back to the deep history so we get some old new facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think he's doing a really good job with those um those interviews he's doing called Blitzes, I guess. Where he had um did you hear the one where he had the uh, uh the guy oh damn, what's his name? 
Um, he had Gwyn Dyer on there, but that wasn't the one I was thinking of. Um, the English guy. <laughs> he had yeah. the show, Connections. What's his name? Oh, um, gosh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, anyways, mm. him. <laughs> yeah. I think that the, the, it's, it's really interesting because he's, he's – um, he it brings a real conversation to the show, and I think that it can be a um, it can be a different kind of show with that sort of thing as well, and it mixes it up, makes it really quite interesting. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I was a little bit uh, disappointed about the interview shows, although I think they're not they're not as exciting, excellent. but they're they 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 can be very informative if they've. Yeah. Um, I mean. I've never had if you, if you a higher high than on some of the show about uh, history. Uh, I would uh, like to point you to new books in history. I've got that when one. When Ben Carlin is uh, is doing interviews, he uh, his strong point is the monologue, and when he is interviewing, he's somehow uh, somehow doing shorter monologues and trying to get his guests to uh, react to it, and it's mm. too much about Dan Carlin, and that is not a good mm. interview. So yeah, uh, I, I, if he wants to introduce another voice on the show, and that would be really a good, uh, exciting plan. Mm-hmm. But somehow he has to give more space to the other speaker mm-hmm. and, 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 and have to, has to do uh, some work to, to make that uh, a success. Right. His monologues are good. If he does that in 45 minutes, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen again. And as soon as is as soon as he is passing one hour, one hour and a half, I'm out of there. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, I love the new books in history podcast, and I found one called New Books in Science, but it only had one book in the feed, and it hasn't been updated since. Do you know of a podcast which reviews uh, science books in the same way as uh, New Books in History? Uh, no, I do know that uh, due to the success of New Books in History, uh, the maker of New Books in History, Marshall Poe, has um, started a New Books network. And mm. within this network, uh, he is uh, making a kind of, uh, uh, let's say, a greenhouse for New Books podcasts. Oh. And there are there is one that has gone off to a very good start, and that's new books in public policy. Mm-hmm. And uh, reasonably active are also new books in law and new books in psychotherapy. But he is he he has everything set for something like fifty channels, and new books in science wow. is one of them. And if mm. that is not off, then that just means that he hasn't found somebody who is good enough to uh, to do this. Okay. And I've I've so, been uh, writing with him a little bit, uh, and and he told me that that some of the uh, candidates he had to reject because they just couldn't pull off uh, a proper audio quality uh, interview. Great. And so I will say subscribe that. to that feed, and uh, just like you're saying, and someday there will be more in there. <laughs> New books yeah. in public policy is not available in the Canadian iTunes store. Oh, my God. Okay, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to manually add it. Terrible. What I suggest to you is uh, not go to iTunes. 
but rather go to uh, the website of the New Books Network, NBN. I, I did. I, I, I hit subscribe with iTunes, thinking that that would solve my oh. problem. But I'm just yeah. going to have to add it manually to my iTunes. But yeah. It's, oh, so it's, um, that's, that's exactly the reason why I try to give a feed when I write a review that is not pointing through iTunes. Well, this I, is I think, uh, uh, is, is this is well, restricted, and uh, you know, Canadian iTunes store is probably much, much, much better than the Israeli iTunes store or no, the Dutch not. iTunes store. It's, it the, might be more full, but it's not. Oh, I'm just looking at this new books and po- I, this is a gold mine. This is terrific. Yeah, this is a good-looking podcast. Um, yeah. In fact, I think that's that's probably if there's a uniting theme. Um, I think. I like podcasts about books. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Uh, if it's talking about books or it is a book, I think, I think I'm more interested. It's, it's worthy of having been written down in the original, original medium, other than spoken, right? Is yeah. uh, textual. Right. Well, if, uh, uh, then how about uh, the, uh, one of the last shows of New Books in History? Uh, Marshall Poe interviewed a guy, and I'm blacking out on the name right now, who has done research about the reception of uh, Tacitus's uh, uh, Germania and how this book by Tacitus was used by German nationalists <laughs> over the centuries and how this, of course, you know, most dangerous to book. its own life. most mm. dangerous book. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's an interview, it's a podcast about a book that is about a book. <laughs> I love it, but it's 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 fascinating. It's very good. Uh, I'm stuffing it now. Mm. The last um, new books in history podcast that I really really liked was uh, Francis Fukuyama, the origins of the origins of political order from pre-human times to the French Revolution. I loved that episode. Yeah. Looks like May third from the this page I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah I can agree. Mm. And if if that is the kind of subject that you like uh, in history, um, there are a couple of more episodes. You know, this is usually referred to as a big history. Mm-hmm. And there, are, there are a couple of more episodes also on new books in history, but also on a couple of other shows that address uh, big history. And, mm-hmm. uh, and it's, it, that's nice. Uh, you know, there are also historians that are completely irritated by big history because uh, it is so pretentious. Um, mm-hmm. But it's especially for uh, for people who are casually interested in in history and want to get some kind of a big picture. That is that is the thing. It's really mm-hmm. really great to listen to. This is a gold mine. Look at this this massive list: new books in technology, new books in national security, new books in Islamic studies. Uh, well, you uh, think uh, it's a gold mine, and you will find that ninety five percent of these uh, feeds are are inactive. They they just repost some of the new books in history. Okay, uh, uh, it's a it's a fledgling network, then I guess. Yeah, it it only started, and again, uh, I mentioned new books in public policy, new books in law, new books in psychotherapy. I think there is also something like new books in food, mm-hmm. gender studies. That's about, that's wow. about it. The others are uh, not active to the best of my knowledge, but I will... People working on something? Yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. You gotta click through all of them uh, if you want to verify that. This is this is why we need you mo- now more than ever to go through all of this stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, this is why I would need funding, and then I would do this as a full time job. Well, we need to find that for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As more and more podcasts come out, we need uh, folks like you that are willing to to do this. And um, until until they do, uh, who else would you recommend as a, a blog that we can find podcasts on? Because honestly, I think we need some alternatives to iTunes because I, I find very few of my podcasts that way anymore. I don't think I find hardly anything that way anymore. That's right. It's it's yeah. sort of they they say you know and I've never I've been notable on... and not a lot of the stuff is new, not new and it's not notable. It's just yeah. Another, you know, there's five or six podcasts yeah. about Harry Potter books, and haven't right. they haven't they stopped making those like a few years ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know the uh, remember Podcast Pickle? I think it was called. Yeah, I remember early on. That's how we used to look look things up, and mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to get your podcast registered in there and everything. I, I don't even know of one of those anymore. That's that uh, people use. So, is there a blog out there that you that that is doing? Uh, Anna is a man, except uh, it isn't Anna. Uh, my best source is still uh, the DIY scholar. Okay. And, yeah, that, uh, I, that's she one is I've... focused on all the academic stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, there used to be a, a podcast that do, did podcast reviewing, and they they stopped. So. Uh, and and that that's the same story with a lot of other blogs. There are blogs coming in and out of existence that are reviewing podcasts. There's a new one, and I'm blocking again on the name, but it has a very standard name like Podcast Place or Podcast Review, Review of Podcasts, something mm-hmm. like that. And But very few, few people have the stamina. I mean, when I come to think of it, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> exceptional here. <laughs> and blowing my own trumpet. Um, yes. and, and, but, you know, the real problem is that I really struggle with that is, uh, of course, you know, I have my perspective. And that perspective is not just my limited search, but also my limited taste and if you like history, then wow, you're you're good. But uh, if you like uh, arts or music, and, I, I um, noticed that you did cover soccer. <laughs> that should get Scott and, excited. And, and, and <laughs> in, in the coming weeks, you'll probably uh, find some stuff about the Tour de France. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Yeah. There probably is going to be podcasts from the Tour de Tour de France, right? No, that's. Uh, another uh, disappointment three four five years ago there were five six seven podcasts or maybe more but uh, there were like five six seven podcasts that i listened to and today i was uh, looking for podcasts about the tour de france and i could only find podcasts from the past wow somehow Mm. uh, it is my feeling that uh, the more of the uh, regular media are scaring away from podcasts. They're just not that, that interested anymore. And they're making their iPhone apps and they have their uh, website and they put their uh, videos. And the, the, uh, those nice uh, amateurs, people who just sat down with their microphone and were telling their mind uh, with regard to bicycling, 
There are a couple generally about bicycling, but about the Tour de France? Mm-hmm. No. Nobody's and, and there? It was fantastic. A couple of years ago, there was this German guy, and then there was the, the German rider by the name of Bernard Kohl, who was suddenly going for second place, and that was great excitement. It was great to hear him. Of course, they caught him uh, using doping uh, afterwards, oh. but that's... that's <laughs> they that's catch good. everybody using doping yeah, eventually. One day, <laughs> one day, they're going to find this out about Lance Armstrong also. Oh, the, and that's already happened. <laughs> yeah, but not definitively. Uh, pretty definitively, it sounds like it. I think that was on the 60 so. Minutes podcast. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. I think Terrific. it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, I really appreciate having you on, Anne. Uh, okay. Anna, damn it! <laughs> well, well, I I think it's you. You need to put a, like an umlaut over your e or something, <laughs> so I could get a pronunciation guide. Yeah, but umlaut is German, of course. I know. I'm just <laughs> uh, some sort of indicator. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Yes, thank you so very much. I learned a lot. Now I've got a whole list of new things to listen to. Good. Yep. It's great. Okay. And I really appreciate your website. It's past midnight here, so uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign off. It's already the 4th of July. Mm -hmm. So uh, happy Independence Day over there. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. And uh, (laughs) when when is the Canadian Independence Day, or are you not independent still? uh, Are you still under the Queen? Yes, we're still (laughs) under the Queen. Yes. Well, maybe it's time you should throw her off. You know what? That's, Who needs a queen these days? Uh, I, I, I sort of argued with Dan Carlin about that, and uh, I think he's still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the queen, queen is, is, like, uh, is like a chancellor, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's a ceremonial position, and she, the, the queen we've had for uh, the last 50 years, 60 or 70 years, how long has it been? I don't know, a long time, since World War II. She's done a pretty good job. Don't you think? You said uh, it. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know of any particular scandals other than, you know, with her grandchildren or... <laughs> now, I, I, I may be worried about them becoming uh, regent or whatever, but that's, that's a ways away. I, I think there's something to be said for a constitutional monarchy in which which the uh, the monarch doesn't live in the country. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, uh, you, you, you've done it uh, splendidly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. <laughs>